drop. Story Ford presents Voices from Tree Ford Music Fest. Welcome to this episode. I, of course, am the voice in your ear, Larry Rosen, along with me, Christian Wynn. Hello. Co founder, Story Ford, director, Story Ford. But not the only director in the room. No. Today, our our guests in another of our series of origin stories, origin podcasts, breaking down where all the various forts came from and where they are. Our guests today. Ten forts, all told. So so we've got a few more. We've got a lot more to go. Yes. We have uh, Sean Wakeley, the director of Hack Fort, and Mike Taylor, the assistant director of Hack Fort, and they are going to help us break down, like I said, the origins of Hack Fort. And Hack Fort is a fort since its 2014 debut that benefits or suffers, I'll let them decide, from a unique condition in which their topic evolves faster than the speed of sound, and they have to just hang on and keep up. We'll hear about some of that stuff, too, <laughs> for sure. Kind of why Hack Fort, too, here? We'll why talk about that? Sure. You know, why why is the hack for at my music festival? Same thing that people ask us about story for it. Why don't we start there? Now, I know, Sean, you've been the director for two years? Yeah, this is my second year coming into Hackford. And yeah, I, I I have been in and around Shreveport really since the first year it started. You know, I went just to enjoy the music. And then Mike and I were actually working at Boise State. And we were just student employees. And Boise State got involved with this idea to make a tech conference as part of the, the festival. And at that time, Bill Merrill was tasked to help out with that because he was actually involved with Shreveport. He's also a musician and he was helping with the app. And so he helped really organize this little tech conference. So what does he do at BSU? He's a web developer. Okay. Yeah. Nice. One of their senior developers, actually. Mm-hmm. Do you find, and I may be getting ahead of myself here, but it just popped into my head. Generally, the tech world can be siloed. Sure. It can be 100% tech. But do you find people who are here, people who are involved with Treefort and Hackfort, there's a lot of crossover? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and I think that does speak to Hackfort in a lot of ways because so many people that love music, a lot of them use technology and love technology too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the world we live in now, unfortunately. But we there's so many people that... You know, Mike and I are, I think, are got drawn to this event because we we both do love music. Yeah. And when a tech event became part of it, it's like, oh wow, we get to get out of work to go to this tech thing that's during Treeport. Like, sign me up. Like, you know, I don't know, I don't know what we're getting into, but you know, we were super super excited to to check out, you know, what speakers and presenters they were bringing. And in the early days, you know, it was a little more academic, a little more this is how you code, or you know, interesting speakers along those lines. Well, so, well let, let's go down that road a little bit. Then, was there a conscious decision to move away from that? Because what you just described is a standard deck conference or a standard anything conference. In fact, when I had Christian sitting in that chair and we were talking about story for it, we talked about how it isn't like a staid and kind of dry and boring literary conference. And all the stuff I read today has pointed out to me that it's no mistake that Hackford is not a boring tech conference. It's on purpose. How did mm-hmm. that happen? You know, that, that was a conscious decision, I think, a year or two before Sean and I got involved. They kind of rebranded it to be like a digital humanities conference. Yeah. And I think the idea was to make it more more inclusive of everyone, not just for engineers or 
coders and hackers, but more people that are interested in technology, that use technology, or maybe have never even heard about some of the things and just want to learn something new. Was moving in that direction unanimous among the people planning Hackfort? I would say there was probably a lot of, you know, a lot of push and pull when that came. But, you know, ultimately, because of the of how Treefort has evolved with these different right. forts, you know, the need for crossover and ideas to collaborate with one another kind of organically started to happen. And I think that's why the Hackfort team was like, man, we really do want to get involved with, you know, obviously music storytelling is a big part of the video game industry. It's a no brainer to bring in game creators that write for video games. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you, we just started, they started to see that parody, you know, and as a volunteer and getting involved, you know, you, you, we started to see people show up that you might not normally see show up, but they're like, man, I, you know, I don't know anything about programming, but I, I'm going to school to be a writer and I do like video games. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I should try it for this little, you know, this, this great person that's working for Ubisoft. And how, you know, how much something. do you think video games have? What's the word? I would use have sort of taken tech out of its ghetto, you know, and it's taken it from the nerds in the corner to <laughs> no, this is a really cool thing. And, and I, though I'm not a tech guy, like you said, I'm a writer and I like playing video games. Maybe there's a place for me in this world. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Mike, you go first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I, like, I think Sean and I both are mad that we were born like in decade too early because this esports thing just blew up. And I remember like I started a video game club in high school and college and I was like, come on, guys, we could like compete against other schools. We could do all these cool things. And like... To deaf ears. Yeah. yeah, no one was no one was into it then. Why don't you explain a little bit what that is? Esports. Because <laughs> e we're, you know, like I said, we're yeah. pretty far afield here from that insider baseball type stuff. So go for it. Esports has goodness. It's it's been on like a exponential growth right. for the last decade or so. Um there's games like Overwatch, League of Legends, StarCraft, Rocket League. So is it a brand then that we were talking about or a company no. that makes these games or, or is that just a type of game? Those are the, the popular kind of games right okay. now that people so, compete. I see. Okay. Esports okay. is like the term for, you know, competitive game. I see. Right. Okay. And is it broken down? Because I know esports are on ESPN now. Yeah. Yeah. Is it yeah. broken down so you could be the world champion in a particular game? So it's, there's still multiple leagues, right? But definitely in that game, there is like what you would call, you know, like uh, Dota 2 is a really big game that is played around the world. And there's one really big tournament every year. And if you win that, I mean, yeah. you're pretty much the... Are there games that exist in one form long enough for someone to get that good at them? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of these Dota's games have been around, around for yeah, over a decade. I mean, when, didn't Dota start as a mod? It did. It started from Warcraft 3 mod. <laughs> so it was a modification pretty... to an existing video yeah. game. And it became so popular, it became its own game. Yeah. I mean, again, this is going back to these community and, of people. <laughs> and the numbers worldwide, they've already eclipsed like the amount of viewers that watch the Super Bowl. Really? Wow. They've and, even eclipsed huh. the World Cup of soccer, which is kind of, wow. that's the most watched event. Yeah. That's insane. And is esports an individual sport or team game? Can it be a team game? It's They're mostly yeah. team games. They are. Yeah. Okay. Majority yeah. are. And, you know, and so Mike brought in the, the esports thing, like him and I being frustrated because we did, we grew up really passionate about these games when we were kids. I mean, I even went to, to Washington when I was in high school to DigiPen, which is Nintendo's university yeah. for hmm. people to learn how to code. And I, my, my, 
parents were nice enough to let me do a workshop and it was like life-changing because it really let me see how games were made i decided at the time i didn't want anything to do with it because okay. it was really <laughs> hard so it wasn't yeah. the kind of life change you thought you were i get. i wanted to go to a normal university yeah um but i did really get a lot from it and a lot of understanding about the industry and esports really has come to its own and, and boise state recently started their esports school this last year and that hmm. was actually a marquee event for us last year we were able to bring boise state versus university of oregon and they played at hack for what does that look like we had two teams <laughs> five on five on stage we had commentators it was streaming really? live on twitch what was the crowd like it was full it was yeah but i mean how how rowdy were they there were moments like even for people that have never seen a game of League of Legends, they can kind of tell what's going on. And the commentators really Help. add a whole lot. <laughs> they get really excited. So do you have the game projected so people yep. can see what's going on? Yep. So yep. Big projectors. You know, so everyone. Yeah, I think we had two big screens going during the event. And, you know, people, the commentators really do help kind of explain what's going on. So even if you don't, you've never seen it before, you know, it's just like football. Right. They can really go, oh, my God, you know, this team's going up, you know, this zone. They're doing yeah. this thing. Thing. Will and, they do it? Yeah. Will they do this thing? <laughs> where, <laughs> where did you get the commentators? Oh, they're local. They, they actually uh, commentate for Boise State esports regularly. They have got their own story. They're actually a married couple. It's actually a really good podcast story. There we yeah. go. <laughs> esports commentators and get them in yeah. here. They're great. They're yeah. great people. Mike and I were yeah. stoked to have them at Treeport last It's year. kind of like watching the Tour de France. You get a little <laughs> bit, you don't know, you just don't want to watch people pedal. But when the commentators, yeah, anyways, commentators happen, it's like, okay, I got a lot more out of it. So now, all this makes me think of one thing, and that is, you know, you just spent five minutes educating us. Mm -hmm. To what degree is Hack Ford an educational opportunity? Or piggybacking that, what percentage of people showing up at Hackford don't need to be educated? It, you know, it's a it's a split, but you know, yeah. I think that's something Mike and I have been working really hard on. Is I personally want content that's interesting, and I want I want to bring in speakers that are presenting something that even if you've never heard of it, you you might go, wow, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know what that is, but I've heard virtual reality or. And I'm interested in it. And I want people to be enough to get in the door. Yeah, I want people to get in the door. And then at the same time, Mike and I also really do want to cater to those hardcore people. Mm -hmm. And we want to cater events that are maybe, you know, hey, if you don't know how to full stack program, you might not understand a word this guy's saying on stage. And we're we actually were talking about this yesterday. We really want to try in our schedule. Uh, we want to try something different this year to really distinguish that for people. Like say, hey, this is, you know, maybe different levels. Right. Or something along those lines. Is it like Black line. Diamond? You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe we could come up with some really nerdy, like, yeah. No. Be fun, yeah. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, it's kind of a tough thing. You yeah. want to draw the tree for it overall audience and yeah. what folks mother for us, but I get like a little bit like, huh? Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't what I'd get out of that, but uh, maybe it scares me off a little bit sometimes for those kind of events, but I shouldn't be scared, I know, but sure. Well, and you do crossover stuff too, because yeah. didn't, didn't you have somebody's guitar player a couple years ago? Oh, nine inch nails. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, didn't, how'd that Is go? that true? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I might be a little bit of a nine inch nails fan, but we did have, <laughs> we did have Robin Fink come. And oh, that right. was honestly one of the coolest days of my life because Janessa, the old director at the time, was like, hey, Sean, I want you to just be Robin Fink's handler all day. And I was like, yeah, you got to do the Greek. <laughs> yeah. So I got to hang out with him all day. And and he was the nicest guy in the world. And he was actually blown away by Treeport. Like, really was. was. Great. And, and the funniest thing is he, I've never seen a guy who can sell out to big stadiums, you know, all the time. He plays biggest shows in the world, be so nervous for a group of nerds in a room. Well, because he didn't have a guitar <laughs> so, to hide behind. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. What but did he talk about? He talked about his work and he's done some work with um, some indie video games. Mm -hmm. And we, Mike and I, whenever we were talking up, we talked about that. 
event in particular was like going to church though because mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. he's an artist and so his was presentation like poetry. was like poetry I and mean, yeah. he gave this wow. very thought out presentation that then ended with more of a q a more like but the beginning part it was scripted it was very it was mm. beautiful i mean it was it was yeah. cool it was, is this it was something an art. that he does he travels around doing that sometimes or was it worse? first off? time he's wow. ever done it and no, he no wonder did, he was nervous yeah. totally and he did um he did say he you know he'd be interested in coming back so i really That's hope fantastic. we can uh, leverage that again at some point maybe he'll bring like this guy named trent Reznor. yeah maybe. <laughs> you know, some he seems a little nerdy you know, you know and, and another cool part of that is he did agree to play at tree fort but he didn't want to play under nine inch nails mm -hmm. and so he played under like a band a, a pseudonym band that he'd never played under before with a friend and it was i think my favorite show as well there's probably only 30 people showed up Ah, that's really awesome. intimate. Those are really always cool. my favorite shows. Yeah. Uh, so, how much interplay is there then between Tree Fort and Hack Fort? I would say quite a bit. You know, the teams have gotten better and better at really communicating with one another. And we've been, you know, we, we really, I'm so open to it. You know, if Chris came to me and was just like, Sean, I got this great idea. I, I always want to hear everyone out. And I always, I think it is really important because, again, Tree Fort Music Festival is the main, the big show, right? Right. And when it comes down to it, this is an entertainment event. And you know, and I think that's part of why Mike and I have been kind of shaping Hackfort more towards that entertainment because we want it to be fun too. Mm -hmm. I mean, bottom line, I just want people to have fun. I think that's and maybe a, learn something. But I think that's a public service. Yeah. Where I say, <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I know. I mean, just off the top of my head, you yeah. have writers. You have yeah. storytellers coming. Yeah, I'm just saying. Story mm -hmm. for it. I know we've done like <laughs> cross promotion, two or three cross. Yeah, where was Anne LeMay came back twice. Yep. And she yep. does it here. I'm um, sure if I emailed her, she'd come back again. <laughs> yeah, if you get her, if you want to have her, let mm -hmm. we'd be happy to have her on stage too. Yeah. So yeah. This year, you have a nerdcore rapper. Is he going to rap? I'm not sure. Well, last year, yeah, we had Megaran. Yeah. Did he, he was, rap? Uh, he did. He did he later did. that night. Yeah. yeah, he did a set, and it was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Can you yeah. explain to Christian what a nerdcore rapper is? <laughs> <laughs> well, Megaran's unique because he's, I think, the only musician to be officially licensed by a video game company to, uh. to record music over. That, that story's hysterical, by the way. Yeah. Megaran's also really funny. Yeah. That, that's like important to preface. He was, a, he was an English teacher. And really? He, he stopped to pursue his nerdcore rap career. And when you rapping about nerdcore, I get the general idea. Are you rapping nerdcore style? What, I mean, what kind of subjects come up? It's video game related a lot of the time. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's about like what happens in the video game or is it like talking Sometimes. smack to it, other people? It could be a fantasy, but okay. it could also be just like about playing the game. It could be a reference to the games. Mm -hmm. You know, in Capcom, the company that sponsored Rakim, you know, and he has access to all their music files. Arguably, they have some of the best 8-bit music ever made for really? all video games. So he has this vast library of, of stuff he can play with. So it's pretty yeah. cool. That's <laughs> cool. So all right. I've only heard of one nerdcore rapper and it was MC Front a lot. Mm. And that's because I recorded something with my kid when he was very little. Mm. Loved him some MC Front a lot. But let's talk about <laughs> you. There's a couple ways I can go here. One thing I, I did want to ask was, it seems like more than any other fort, except maybe say for Tree Fort, you draw speakers and guests from all over the place. Mm-hmm. How do you manage the budget? <laughs> and you also have and you also have guests who are prominent. Sure. And used to probably used to being treated pretty well. Mm-hmm. How do you manage that? You well, know, we still treat them well. Yeah. And do you have <laughs> do you have gets you can't get because you just can't fit it in? Absolutely. You know, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people out there I'd love to have, and I do email those people, and I get what they're 
your manager or whatever and they go you know it's gonna cost this much money and i go well that's like our whole budget and <laughs> yeah and, and i'm very courteous i'm very kind but you know the biggest thing with i think what mike and i have managed to do and i think it plays to why Treefort is growing and being successful the way it is is we really work hard to sell the people that come on the festival and it's worked really well i mean i know if i get someone to come they'll pretty much ask me if they can come back next year you know and that's that's mostly the yeah, case and yeah we really sell them on hey you know we're gonna pay for your flight we're gonna get you a hotel room you know maybe we'll pay you a little bit but you know really what i want you to do is contribute to this festival and then enjoy you know become part of it and, and you know engross yourself in it how much what sort of specific feedback do you get as far as it not being a dry tech conference That's i just want one. to point something out yeah. here. Okay. <laughs> every time i ask a question sean points at mike and then he answers the question <laughs> trying to give mike trying to give mike a chance there yeah i mean well i don't know how to answer it so <laughs> do people do they say that because i mean i know our storyboard artists most right. definitely um there's a guy named jonathan evison who's coming back for his third or fourth year this year and he's a new york times bestselling author loves music and fell in love with the festival kind of like what larry did too a bit mm -hmm. instead of like we get outreach but is there I mean, that's part of the story. But I guess yeah. the point was going to be like, you know, he likes it because it's not, it's not you know, normal. it's not a normal literary festival. And like, you know, it can be a little dry for some types. Sure. And so I feel like Hackport, you get people saying that kind of thing. Like, this is sweet. We can come here. Like, we can't go to a different, you know. It's a marketing point. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we really are in a unique position to have to to have this festival and to have a tech festival going on where we can kind of a attract people that might not normally come to a tech event, which is something Mike again and I we're really trying to to pander to those people. We want I want people that are maybe intimidated by tech to show up and go, whoa, I had no idea. It's the biggest compliment I could ever get. Mm -hmm. And I did get a little bit of that last year. I had I had some friends that aren't really into tech. They work in like real estate and I invited them, you know, you just come check it out. And they'd never done VR before. And we had VR set up and they literally like, this is the coolest thing ever, you know, and they would, they talked to, they still talked to me about it. And so that That's was like so yeah. special for me to share that. And is that a shared opinion? Or there's some, is there members of your community? And I actually want to ask this because I wonder how much the community that you speak to mm -hmm. impacts where the festival's going. Mm -hmm. Is there a subset of that of people like, we don't want those people here, you know, they're, they're, they're posers. We don't want them sure. here. Sure. You know, I mean, you're always going to have the people that want it to be like, I just want it to be for hardcore engineers and we want to have these like talks and, you know, and it, and it is important to balance that. But at the same time, like, I don't want to be just another tech festival. I want this to be fun and interesting. And I, you know, Mike and I are really trying to focus on the community around technology, not necessarily the technology. Mm. And to that end, then, yeah. what sort of input do you get from the community and how much does that shape where next year's festival will go? We we get, a, <laughs> we, it's interesting to me because like we do get a lot of feedback from people that want, you know, a specific idea or a specific workshop idea or, hey, we want something more industry focused. And we do take that into consideration. In fact, next year we are going to have one day that is very much so focusing on the local industry and just industry in general, because that is necessary, especially from a networking standpoint for some of these people some of these engineers that really want to get out there and meet other engineers in the community. And that's something that we did have and kind of went away because I just think it, it was kind of hard to get people to show up. But I think we're, we're actually going to be partnering with Startup Week, which is next week. Cool. Nick, Nick from Vinyl is going to be really helping us, I think, hone in on how can we make that fit with Treefort and Hackfort? Mm -hmm. And how can we 
you know, how can we just make an industry day that's still maybe fun, interesting topics and speakers, but we get those engineers in the same room. To well, talk and you, and, you kind of walked right into my next question, yeah. which was, is it possible for Hackfort to be a recruiting tool for local technology? And if so, do they support you? Yeah. Totally. I mean, and, and it has been. We really try to reach out to a lot of the local tech companies and work with them. And I am so open to anyone who wants to be involved with, with Hackfort and Treefort in general as a company. We want to make sure they get something out of it that they think, you know, like if they're trying to recruit, maybe tailoring an event that's really specific to them, like either a social event or maybe some kind of fun competition that then they can meet people in the community and, mm -hmm. you know, and draw we, people in. We talked with somebody yesterday about the possibility of having a workshop just for you know young kids learning how to code or something like that let's yeah. be recruiting I'm, for them and like really educational and beneficial for the kids too absolutely and how what, what's your assessment of the tech community here in boise or maybe how hackforce perhaps you know bolstered it has it, has it done has it had that kind of influence since you know for its seven coming into the seventh year well, Obama shouted. I know that's right. Tell that story. I know that happened, but I don't really know exactly the details. Give us that story. This is, oh, it's you so know, funny. probably 2015 it's, or yeah. something the, like that. The interesting thing about Obama giving us a shout out was Mike and I were at, was, I was still working at Boise State at the time, and we had a friend who actually worked for Obama. She was an event coordinator. Uh -huh. And she called us and said, hey, we're going to be coming to town. Do you guys want VIP tickets? And we're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're like 10 feet from him and he makes this shout out about hack for it yeah which man obama i have that's fantastic bless that guy and his team of researchers that like i don't know how they <laughs> yeah, i don't know us. how they did that so if there had been a camera looking at both of your faces what would we have seen uh, we would have uh, been laughing probably. i think i went down to my phone and like tried to look up phil and be like phil <laughs> yeah they just shouted out hack for it and this was at bsu well, it wasn't yeah. at hack for it was, yeah, it was at BSU. lead up to i don't know what what time oh, of year was it it, it was, was like a few months before wasn't it like yeah it was either like january or december it was, it was right like after january. the state of the union yeah whenever that was it was like his last the day know, after last okay official state of the union yeah. yeah and it was um he was here kind of on a tech centric mission or kind of a tour mm -hmm. that's, he wasn't uh that was kind of his thing so it was kind of nice and yeah that's a badge of honor for sure <laughs> yeah. that and then the nate silver a year after that i think big, that was, was a huge thing get for you guys was nate, nate silver was the year before I maybe think. maybe it was i, I didn't remember. get to go to no nate not silver. The before I it was saw a year that. Or two before. What did Nate Silver talk about? It was just his. Was it just his podcast? It was the yeah five thirty eight oh, podcast. Yeah, I think it was just at the Egyptian. Okay. I mean, of course, I was interested. Was but ticketed. There was like no way to get tickets. Yeah, there was like <laughs> line around the around, around the building, but yeah. uh, that was impressive too. I would be remiss if we continued on without starting to talk about the origins. Hackfort. So let's go back to that. At the beginning, how did Hackfort come to life? Did it come to life? Did it crawl out of the womb? Did it explode out of the womb? How many volunteers did you have? What was the scale that those first years? Well, it was pretty small. Like we said, uh, our friend Phil Merrill had, was really involved. And it wasn't um, who else from Boise State, um, who's also just a big... Uh, Greg Hahn. Greg Hahn, oh, yes. Yeah. Was also very involved. And, you know, and I think they just saw this need like, hey, we could probably have some kind of tech event that's going on during the festival. And, you know, it started pretty small. And Boise State was a huge partner in that, bringing in a bunch of academics, a bunch of speakers. And when you're privy to how they got Tree Fort to agree to let them do it, well, they've I been think a it big, was, um, yeah. like a sponsor, a 
Freeport's yeah. festival. Like Boise State's been one of the major yeah. sponsors, so they were around from year I, one. So I think they're probably looking for ways and, to get their students yeah. kind of more involved and engaged and all that kind and of stuff. I, and I do know that the original, at least the first two years, Jordan Noel, she was the director. She got brought into that role. Oh. And they did have a committee for picking who they brought. And because I've seen the forms they used, but they did have a committee and they, and basically as a group, they like found people, they all decided would be cool. And they ended up basically inviting those people to come. And then, yeah, that's kind of how they formed it. And they had like the first couple of years, it was at shrine. the shrine, which was, oh, really? was really oh, really? during, the day, yeah. during the day. Yeah. 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 That's right. Ooh. And they, uh, and then they would have, a, and they kind of set it up. So like during the day they had all the, you know, the speaking events. And then on the weekend in the morning, they had some workshops and they would be mm-hmm. in the basement of the shrine, which was, that was actually really it's fun. A beautiful old, you know, shrine. <laughs> I think that's temple. actually when I fell in love with tree fork because my brother was in town uh-huh. and there was like this iOS workshop and I'd never coded an app. And the guy was like showing how to code a simple app in iOS, but they, it was like, like eight in the morning, everyone was hungover and they brought in a keg of beer and a bunch of donuts. That's awesome. And so it was just all these like local nerds. Oh yeah. And we were just like drinking beer and eating donuts at eight in the morning. I was like- At the shrine? Yeah, at the shrine. Down at the Oasis. The downstairs? We were at the downstairs. Oasis. We were just there last night. Last and night. I, I literally was like, I love Tree Fort. I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is it. So, so from the start, it sounds like there was an element of quirkiness. Totally. And, and I'm not sure if quirkiness means the same thing to tech nerds yeah. as it does to other people. I mean, to, to me, that the word quirkiness when it, when it applies to like tree fort and hack fort is it was very like indie and like, hey, how can we make a how can we make a workshop fun? Well, I don't know. Let's get some beer and donuts. Like, wait, <laughs> you know, it's like you know, it's like eight in the morning. But you know, but it, I remember that distinctly because I was with my brother. We were having fun on our laptops. But I looked around. Everyone was smiling and laughing at you know eight nine in the morning coding an app. You know, and we were drinking beer. That's pretty you know, fantastic. And, and then, but then it's like you start to know someone, and they're like, "Hey, are you going to go to the show at noon?" And you know, or you know, I've never heard of that band. And, yeah. And that's where you you start meeting people, and you start networking, and you know. Do you think there's specific challenges specific to the tech world when you talk about networking and, and creating community? I mean, every fort talks about community. It's all about community. Sure. The tech world can be very difficult. You know, I, I think you know one thing that you run into, especially with people that are really into technology, is there's a lot of people that are very introverted, right? How do we get those people out, you know, from home or, you know, pe- people that might have a hard time being in groups. And, you know, one thing that Mike and I have at the last two years we've been working on and this year, I think it's going to be much better. We're really working hard on is like, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a BYOC event, which stands for bring, bring your, your own, own computer. Okay. Oh, that's every event I go to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but these events are, they call them land parties or BYOC. And I have seen it firsthand. BYOC is an amazing opportunity to get someone who loves their computer, loves playing video games hangs out at home to leave their home bring their computer and meet and hang out and play video games with a bunch of people they might otherwise never meet and and i've seen it i've seen very introverted people come out of their shell because they realize all the people around them they're similar and they're like-minded and it's and then and then they go to hack for it they end up making mm-hmm. some friends they go to hack for it and it, it's it's amazing you know i love it i love byoc because i meet cool people every time what and how do you balance out the tendency among some tech people to prefer to communicate through their computers. Do you have anything for them too? <laughs> well, we're working on that. <laughs> we're, uh, we're we're live streaming starting soon on kind of like a hack. We're going to call it Hack for It Live, I think. And then we've got these cameras that'll live stream during the event as well. We're trying to grow the online community as well as the in-person community as much as we can. Yeah, I think you know Mike and I are so passionate about 
all this stuff, video games, technology, innovation. And you know, with Hackport Live, we really just want to have fun and talk, to, you know, hot topics in tech or hot topics that are going on in the tech world via video games, all that stuff. And then hopefully interview people in our community and, you know, start to grow the community online. Because once you do that and we go, by the way, there's this you tech event, yeah. Yeah. you know, so, that's how it starts, you know, and it really works. <laughs> and how big is your team? Because you say Mike and I a lot. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much yeah. Mike and I. But <laughs> really? we have, so we, we have Drew, um, who is one of the founders of Tree Fort, and mm-hmm. he's kind of like our producer. He kind of oversees and really helps guide us when we have ideas. And then um, we are bringing on a couple more members, and we we have a few, like we would call them super volunteers, people that help out. How many mm-hmm. how many volunteers you get during the actual event? How many did we have last year? Like 20? Yeah, off and on, probably. Yeah, we'll probably 20. have more this year, too. Too, depending on how things pan out but yeah so sean you- had a van of people come from portland uh-huh. <laughs> nice. my brother my brother was like can i i really want to help out with, with uh tree fort and hackport and i was like yeah no problem he's like my friends want to help out too <laughs> that's awesome and they literally like this whole group of people came from portland who had never even been to boise some of them and they huh. were blown away by tree fort and they'll probably all come back next year it's so pretty easy <laughs> to get blown away by tree fort because you don't know what to expect totally <laughs> Oh, really? You know, it's like, I I don't live here. I live in San Francisco and I love it here. I keep coming back. But if you tell people, oh, like I, I posted a picture of Guru Donuts yesterday on Instagram and I said, you know, you might think this is a backwater, but is this how a backwater presents donuts? (laughs) Yes. And my San Francisco friends were like, apparently. Oh, I know they're all these little pallets. So these little I'll I'll go ahead and say it though. I think Guru Donuts are better than like donuts you can get in Portland in a lot of ways. Like what is the, yeah, Portland's known for the donuts, right? Yeah, What's yeah. the one that sounds kind of like Guru? It's, uh, I should like know a, this and line up for them. Voodoo. Voodoo donuts. Voodoo, Voodoo yeah. donuts, that's right. I know yes. he didn't want to say it, but I made you say it. I'm I don't care. No, I'll, say, I'll stand I'll stand on that. Voodoo donuts aren't that great. Until <laughs> you had Top Pot in Seattle. Mm-mm. Is that yeah, good donut? Yeah. Star do- good, so yeah. there is a place called Blue Star Donut in Portland that I think is good. It's very similar. But does, do you get into the weird flavors? Because I'm not in like the bacon donut. And- yeah, I'll, I'll go there. So I'll go. I'll go. The, yeah, I just want a Boston cream. <laughs> I'll go you know, there. Or chocolate yeah. bar. Yeah. Bacon, I mean, I like maple. the traditional, but I'll go there. I'll get weird with a donut if it's yeah. interesting. What do you I want? Fried yesterday? chicken in my. Dinner. I had a I had a Boston cream. That's, I just go that's around the country okay. sampling Boston cream. That, and that's Guru had like an official. They called it. A Boston they called cream. it a Boston cream, which sometimes is a little mis. I'm like, oh, I don't know. What yeah. if it has like whipped cream <laughs> stuff in the middle? I don't want that. I want custard. But I'm it was ha- custard. It was I'm good. happy we're oh, actually good. talking about Guru because I have never seen a donut like they're one of the businesses where I see Guru donuts everywhere during Tree Fort, and I that's feel like true. they are giving them away, and that is so nice of that couple. Okay. So Hackfort is powered by Guru donuts. Yeah. There are definitely a few of them for sure. And beer. (laughs) At 8 o'clock in the morning. So perfect world, if you had 200 volunteers and you had staff of a dozen, how big do you think you would want Hackfort to be? Or do you like it this size? You know, this summer I had the opportunity to go to an expo in Vancouver called LTX. And LTX is an expo for Linus Media Group, which they... The YouTube channel of note that they're famous for is uh, Linus Tech Tips. This was their third event and they had over 3,000 people. Mm. And I learned a lot seeing that because it is, it's pretty much the same community Mike and I are trying to pander to. And I loved what I saw, but I also saw like, wow, if Tree Fort, if Hack Fort grew that big, I don't even know where we'd put it. Um, But, you know, I I think Mike and I, I think if we could grow our team and grow our staff, I mean, for both of us personally, I think if we could do this for a full time job, that's a great start. That was my question. Yeah. Like a job. We, we, 
would we would um and i think we're both i'm not going to give up on that idea certainly you know and i think mike and i i think we just want to focus on i'm not i don't want immediate growth i want strong slow growth you know i want to focus on the community and i do want to shape this part of the festival in the right direction and we're the thing we don't want to do is compete with tree fort we absolutely want to be a part of tree fort totally we can yeah people have made their suggestion to us that like story fort oh it should happen like in october you know and it's like more traditional literary festival types have said that because it's it's grown as a lot too so it's kind of like we don't want to get too big like so i totally relate but it's Mm -hmm. interesting that because that's the magic we wanted to be a part of tree fort that's how we started that's what what makes it different yeah absolutely plus wouldn't you be worried if you if you spun out and you decided to do it in october what if nobody showed up totally (laughs) i mean that's a totally (laughs) valid concern i mean and yeah, I mean, like Christian said, it is, there is this magic to having every, the chaos of everything going on at once. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christian and I always say we don't get to see each other's sports because obviously we don't much, but we need to try that. Yes. Hopefully. I have, I have been to Hackford a few times. I mean, yeah. I barely even get to watch Hackford. So oh, I know I've, it's not weird. I know. This is why we, when we plan things and yeah. it's this way for you guys, but that's where we really get to a lot of enjoyment yeah. in that planning stage is because mm-hmm. you actually get to do a deep dive into sure. Is that the same for you guys? Totally. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Mike and I, we'll find a new topic or find a new person. I mean, we have to really understand what they're doing, what they're bringing. And there is, there's passion involved with that, you know, and I get so, so turned up when, when someone, you know, is passionate over the phone about what they're doing. And I just get to learn all this Mm -hmm. cool stuff, you know? (laughs) So what if, but what if, Esports gets out of control. What if you lose control and all of a sudden Hackfort becomes a stop on the esports tour? And Hack- esports has eclipsed everything else in Hackfort, and yet it gets you money hand over fist. What would you do then? Just go cool. I'd be pretty off. stoked. <laughs> Mike could be, yeah. be chast. <laughs> yeah, um, I doubt that would happen, but wow, that would be pretty cool. Would. <laughs> be interesting yeah I'd, I'd start my commenting commentating career oh there you go yeah. uh-huh. but i wonder too if, if you know because you're both obviously getting a lot of juice out of this mm-hmm. and i wonder if that is because it could be for a lot of reasons it could be because you just like being around technology and like-minded people it could be because you like putting stuff together but it also could be because you like knowing that you're having some sort of an impact and a legacy a really positive legacy on this community if it got huge and it just became just another tour that would probably be gone sure you know what i'm saying mm-hmm a thoughtful moment. No, that's, that's true. No, I, I definitely understand that We talked that about too. that, yeah. Festival-wide. I mean, what oh. you guys are doing is is a public service. And I think Absolutely. Tree Fort management is very cognizant of that too. Like definitely we've had conversations about, well, this might be too much to take on at this time or just we don't want to water down the overall effect or whatever. You know, they think they they understand the certain scope they're looking for in the festival that is, will keep the energy and the magic happening. But uh, yeah. I mean, you know, do, do you want to become South by Southwest? I, I don't. I, know. I don't. I personally don't. <laughs> I you know, and want to. and you do. You know, you're you're so nail. You're like nailing. We get every year. Someone says, "Why why can't you have Hack for the weekend before?" You know, and, and it's always an interesting conversation. But when I tell them why. So I say, well, I, I want I want the people I'm bringing to enjoy Tree Fort just as much as me. And usually the conversation goes in a great place. And I it, not to say that there isn't a balance of having content earlier in the week that maybe laps into Tree Fort, but we I do want to be extremely careful about you know preserving this uniqueness that we have. One of the ways that we have done it, I think you guys do too, is like having some events year round. Sure. Or kind of mm-hmm. hack for, what yeah. sort of hack for stuff do you do year round? So yeah, it's funny I was 
talking with Drew today about that. We, in November, we start, uh, it's called Hackport Happy Hour, and we try to bring just an interesting speaker once a month, and we go to Trailhead here in Boise, which is the, the, the office space, open office space downtown, and we'll get some beer, free beer usually. Donuts. Actually, we've just had all free beer, which is awesome for our yeah. partners. Maybe some donuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll have, we'll, just, we'll have a speaker, and usually we try to cut that pretty short because we want the speaker to kind of talk about what they're working on, and then we just hang out. And talk and have you had discussions about how much of that is enough or too much you know you want to because I, I feel like you want a reminder we're here remember yeah. us mm-hmm. we're here totally but you want to keep people wanting more yeah and i think that is something that, that came up because we were doing more of them and startup week they also kind of want to have like this social thing and startup week is definitely more focused on the the business side of the tech community and, and the professional side I and mean, drew had some great conversations with them about like hey let's not compete with each other you know we want to keep you we want to elevate you while you elevate us and so they kind of do their own social hour for half the year and then we do ours for mm. half the year and that was something that i think was a, a great fit you know and similarly with with hackport live um you know mike and i are still trying to figure out how or how long or how much of the year we want to do that. We don't know if we want to do it year round, but definitely leading up to tree fort and maybe some after, but we're still trying to figure it out. There's a burnout factor to you. Don't want oh yeah. No, I need, I need vacation. <laughs> yeah. You so know, I can understand that as well. Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit then about the dizzying speed of technology and how that's <laughs> impacted the sort of programming you put on mm-hmm. each year when you get together, do you sort of reflect on what's changed and what's new and how to stay relevant? I mean, clearly you had yeah. an esports team last year. That was a sign. Yeah, I'd say kickoff meetings are, are usually kind of like, okay, what's what's happening now? Is is Bitcoin 20, worth $20,000 right now? No? Okay, no one cares. <laughs> okay, because one year, like blockchain technology, like I'm going to say a third of the programming was all about blockchain. Oh, really? mm-hmm. And then interest fell as hard as the price of Bitcoin fell. And <laughs> blockchain definitely is relevant, an amazing technology that will probably change every industry it touches but bitcoin right now i don't know if the amount of interest is the same i think so we have these kind of conversations and i I think with mike and i we are enthusiasts and we're always talking about it about tech about i mean i'm on i'm personally on blogs every day i have to be because i need to know what's going on and like you said it moves at the speed of lightning mm-hmm. and even in my day job if i'm not aware of changes or something new you just you have to be part of it and it's yeah. it's part of you know but it's, i'm passionate about it i enjoy be, it it'd be unsustainable otherwise yeah mm-hmm. and i love innovation i mean I, I i mean i'll say it i'm i'm one of the i'm one of those people who i truly believe that technology has the ability to save the world and right. i think it hopefully will i have a question then have you in your programming have you ever or maybe it's happened more than once um like like program something out in the fall and then by the time we get to tree Ford in March it's like oh crap that it's is irrelevant not, that is not as hot as it was when we got them so I don't I mean last year was our first year really in charge of programming but like I think Mike and I definitely just tried to balance what we brought you know and I think last year we definitely focused more a little more on the entertainment side of the industry like writers and gamers and right. indie dev you know and and we get I get asked all the time what are your silos going to be for 2020? And I can never, yeah. verticals, you know, yeah. I can't answer that question right now. You probably and, shouldn't. You know, and it's, 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 it's extremely hard, <laughs> you know, and, and we could, yes, Mike and I could go, let's make 2020 all about 5G yeah. and <laughs> augmented reality. <laughs> but, you know, so I, I think with a vertical or a theme, I've been thinking about that a lot. I kind of want to have something that's a theme that's maybe not 
technology related, but I haven't really figured out on what that is yet. Are you guys usually on the same page? Sometimes. Most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes. No, I mean, he and I. No, I love it when we don't agree. Yeah, and, and we don't agree. I, but that's, I think that's why we're close friends. No, maybe we do agree. No, maybe. <laughs> how are those <laughs> when it come, not agreeing? Yeah. When it comes to ideas for programming, if you if one of you really disagrees with the other, how is that resolved? I think we have pretty fair conversations about it. Mike yeah. actually, the we've, other day, we've gave known each other for a long time. That's maybe even part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we met in middle school, so yeah. you we've had here in Boise. No, up in uh, we're both from Sandpoint, Sandpoint Idaho. Oh, oh, yeah. Wow, it's a lovely place. So not afraid to be pretty frank with each other about anything. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and you know, it's great. You know, if I if I'm passionate about an idea. Mike will tell me, nah, I don't think that, you know, maybe we should rethink that. And we do, we have great discussions about it and it's healthy for the most part. <laughs> yeah. And what coming up this next year, because we're starting to wind down here a little bit, what are you really excited about? What part of your program are you really excited about? Don't say the whole thing. You know, <sighs> I'm really excited about Hackfort Live. I want to do that like every week. <laughs> <laughs> and are you excited about it because of the ideas or because of the social aspect? The ideas, the social, the getting people involved. Because if we're doing it on Twitch, people can tune in live and interact with us at the same time through a chat window. And that is something great. And that can just explode from there. Yeah, I mean, we are both very excited about doing a live show purely because, I, again, Key and I, we got together last week and we kind of got my computer set up and got it going. And once we like started just playing around, we went, oh my God, like we both just, we like playing video games. We like talking about tech and it's a place for us to really just like, kind of put our voice out there and, and maybe get some great feedback. And like, I want that avenue for someone who maybe hasn't come or has come to go, I think you guys should do this or I think that's bad. I don't know, you know, yeah, and, right. and we're like both kind of excited to kind of dip our toes into that because we we do want to hear from the community. Mm -hmm. What does that, what does it look like? I mean, as far as, I mean, is it a stationary camera you're you're talking to people it's kind of like a youtube channel yeah it'll be like youtube you know and, mm -hmm. and i think our goal is to actually be able to record it so we'll probably have two parts to the show where we'll kind of have more of a scripted structured part where we go through kind of like what we're doing with the podcast mm -hmm. here and then at the end i think the idea is to have more of a live show where we we finish up and then we're live on twitch and he and i will probably play like a video game together and we can do picture in picture with our computer screen so we can really interact with each other while we're playing and interact with the crowd and, and if you do something like that. so how many viewers would you anticipate getting starting probably zero our friends <laughs> yeah but that you know that's how it always starts right and you know how many, okay how many would you hope for ultimately i'd be happy with three <laughs> yeah as long as they were consistent yeah i mean again this is so new we don't know what to expect yeah it'll it's multiple reasons for doing it it's fun it's yeah. it gets us talking us. about technology we can interview people and see how well they would fit in hack for it we can goof off we can interact with the community and then we can slice it all up and put it create on youtube content. and create content mm -hmm. use it for marketing so there's yeah. just there's no reason not to do it. maybe you'll get more than you think because at this point in time modesty aside do you consider yourselves i know you're going to say prominent members mm -hmm. of the local tech community tell the truth i you know i wouldn't i actually wouldn't consider myself a prominent person i'm not in a high you know level companies i'm not at a lot of the big what i would call like bigger events mm -hmm. i i do have a great ability to network though and i that's what i bring to hack for is this passion and mike does too i mean he was the first person i asked he actually 
didn't believe me when I told him that I became the director, which was really funny. <laughs> no, he, I, I misunderstood. He asked me to help. I was like, okay, whatever, I'll help you. Uh, you should have seen what he figured out when I was really. Uh, <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a little embarrassing. How yeah. long would you see? Your, how, how long would you guys see yourselves doing this then? Till they kick us out. Probably. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I told myself I was like minimum five years. I really want to help shape this into something. You know, we've had a lot. Of, it's traded hands quite a bit. Yeah. It's not an easy job. I mean, it isn't, you know, and Christian can speak to it. I yeah. mean, the fort jobs, there's a lot of a lot of passion and a lot of humbleness that, that lot comes of, from it. You know, of, you can use the, the writer term that I always use just because there's no pay doesn't mean there's no work. Yeah. A lot <laughs> oh, of work. Yes. And, <laughs> that is very true. And when it, when it, when push comes to shove, you know, that's why Mike and I are going like, you know what? Like, let's make a live show. Like, we care about this and we do want to maybe make this into something that can be sustainable for both of us, you know? And after having my first tree for it, I can't tell you how much emotion I experienced that weekend. I mean, I was crying <laughs> multiple mm. times. I mean, and it's just meeting those people in that community that are just every fort has the most passionate people working on it. And I've never been part of a team like that. It is I pretty mean, magical for sure. It's as yeah, an by the time we get to hug that. fort, which is oh, what we man. have after the uh, fest. <laughs> which is an entire night of, of crying. And and like people telling <laughs> their stories, just decompressing, drinking Hugged beer yeah. and crying. Wow. And so, yeah. but it's, it's all the staff and everybody says so that's everybody's like already completely worn out so there yeah are i'm tears. sure there's <laughs> so. nerves running at a ragged edge at that point yes well boys it's time to put back on those pocket protectors because we're all done here <laughs> <laughs> this has been story fort presents thanks to our guests sean and mike you bet thanks yeah, pleasure hack fort thanks to tree fort uh thanks to ease drop studios you can find them online at ease-drop.com that is all i have to say but i think christian Wynn has one more thing to say We'll see you at the fest. Us too. Tomorrow, but tomorrow never came.